You are now listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Our message comes to us from our teaching and discipleship pastor, Pastor Jordan Wood. Have a listen. title of my message this morning is Not Afraid. I begin by reading Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell and live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let me just pray one more time. Father, this morning, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. The beauty of this psalm continues to eclipse even its familiarity. We hear it afresh and are captivated by serenity. We are moved by its resolute declarations. We are comforted by the promises it contains. The light of this word pierces even the thickest of darkness to bring us assurance and peace and hope. It opens with the Lord. It's particular. Brothers and sisters, we are not shepherded by any other than the Lord himself. It is the Lord himself who guides, who supplies, who leads, who comforts. And in his presence and his presence alone, we have all we need. In Jesus our renewal, in Jesus, our restoration, in Jesus, our reconciliation to God and to each other. And only in Jesus do we find rest for the weariness of our soul. In Jesus, we find contentment. 
It is the Lord who is concerned with our life. It is his burden to supply, to establish provision, to equip us, to strengthen us, to address the weaknesses and the frailties of our human condition. The presence of God is the landscape of peace. The presence of God is the abundance of beauty. And all of creation sings and shouts praises to our God. The very cosmos itself cries out and magnifies the glory of our great God. The stars and the planets, the very fabric of space and time, and all of reality shake and tremble with a testimony to the awesome, unfathomable wonder who is our God. Brothers and sisters, this morning, let me assure you of this. The Lord is working out his great plan. His plan includes you. The minutia of our lives, the details of our days are saturated in kingdom significance. Here is the plan to work in you and through you, to move you towards right living as a testimony to a watching world that God is true and righteous and good. All of his working is to lift us up and out from the brokenness and hopelessness of every other road and to deposit us onto the narrow path, and this path is called love. We are all witnesses of these things. But love is hard, and love hurts. Love is patient even when it's hard and it hurts to be patient. Love is kind even when it's hard and it hurts to be kind. Love keeps no record of wrongs when it's hard and it hurts to let go. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres when it's hard and it hurts to do so. Therein lies the magnitude of his love for you and for me. And I've come today to tell you about God's not-so-secret plan for all of us. We are called to first receive of his great love and then to give his great love away. If you do this, it will forever be ascribed to you that in so doing, you brought honor to his name. Here is the promise of the psalm central to my message this morning. Let me read it again in verse 4 of Psalm 23. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid, for you are close 
beside me, to be shepherded by the Lord himself, to be contented by his presence, to be renewed and restored by his provision, to be guided ever toward right living, onto the path of love, love for God and love for others. It is then that the things of this world diminish. It is then that all of life's troubles, toils, and snares begin to fade and grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It is there and it is then I can agree with the psalmist to say, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. I will not be afraid. Why? Not because I ignore what is going on around me, but because through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to trust in God. That in this present darkness, I am not alone. Even in the midst of this corruption, I know him who conquered death, and now because of him, even death has no power over me. This is what it means to say that the Lord himself is my shepherd, and he is with me now and forevermore. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Someone better praise him right now in the chat. Just put an emo emotion, emoticon or whatever. Put an emoji. Give him praise right now for he's worthy. As I was praying, church, and asking Jesus, what would he have me say today? Because I know in and of myself, I've, I don't have what it takes to contribute to what you need. You need to hear from the Lord. So as pastors, when we, we come to approach a message, we're seeking God for what he would say. And as I was driving, I was just praying and asking the Lord, what would he have me say today? And this chord rung true in my heart as I thought about our community, as I thought about Stouffville, as I thought, what, what does the Lord want to communicate to us? It's a thought that rang true and, uh, uh, to me, and I hope it speaks to you this morning. And that is, do not be afraid. I don't know who this message is for this morning. But I've come here to tell you and to remind you of a central truth that permeates the pages of Scripture over and over and over again, straight from the lips of Jesus. It's written in red, so you can't say no to it. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why is this so important? That the subject of extinguishing the flames of fear is biblically thematic. We see it all through Scripture. It's one of the central messages of the Bible. I want to propose three things this morning. Because of faith, because of hope, and because of love. First, because of faith. Hebrews defines faith as it shows the reality of what we hope for, it is the evidence of things we cannot see. In chapter 11, verse 6, we read this, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Brothers and sisters, faith is not a lack of evidence. Faith is the evidence. 
That's worth an amen. Demonstrating the reality and truth of our hope. Faith is fundamental to our relationship with God and to his word. Faith is both the beginning and sustaining power, the initial and ongoing fuel to our relationship with God. That's why a chapter later in chapter 12, Jesus is the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Another version, it says, the author and finisher of our faith. From beginning to the end, it's about our relationship with Jesus. If we come by faith through, as Romans tells us, the hearing and application of the word of God, then to lack faith is to lack in the appropriation of his word. A complicated way to say that if we're not reading his word, it's very difficult to have faith. If we're not in the word of God, if we're not applying and appropriating the word of God to our lives, it's very easy to become susceptible. The danger is a danger of falling into worry into anxiety, and into fear. I want to appropriate a very specific passage of Scripture for us this morning. It comes from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it echoes this sentiment very clearly. It reads, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Church, are you worried this morning? Has anxiety been present and fear been what you're dealing with, what you're living with? Take this word with you today and in the days ahead for all of those among us who are carrying heavy burdens. Know that Jesus cares for you and calls you to himself to lay your burdens at his feet today. Let him teach you. Let the presence of God evaporate your fears, dismiss your doubts, relieve your anxieties, and bring rest to your heart and to your mind. You see, faith is trust in God. All healthy relationships are built on trust. This makes faith absolutely rock bottom, foundational to our relationship with God. Thank God we have been given the gift of faith as a shield. Covering every part of us. When, it, when, when Paul is writing that letter to Ephesians and he talks about the armor of God and he talks about the shield of faith, the Roman shield was full size. It covered the entire body. The image that he's trying to communicate to the Ephesian believers was that the shield of faith covers us completely. Covers every part of us. Leaves no vulnerability. Wherever there was weakness, wherever there was a a spot where we might come under attack, faith is our shield. 
guards us against anxiety. It guards us against worry. It guards us against doubt. It guards us against fear. Brothers and sisters, we do not need to be afraid. We do not need to live in fear. We have been given the gift of faith, faith in God and faith in his promises. Lay down the burdens of worry and anxiety. Take his yoke upon you this morning that you might find rest for your heart and for your mind. Secondly, because of faith and also because of hope. Like hope, fear is a form of anticipation. And if it's left unchecked, worry and fear has a way of consuming us. It's paralyzing our present, which seeks to derail us from moving forward in God. In 1881, uh, President-elect James Garfield once quoted, I am an old man and I have known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. You see, fear and worry carries the emotional cost up front. Don't pay it. Why pay it? Fear and worry can consume us, but thanks be to God, so too can our hope. We can get busy being filled with anxiety and allow worry to consume us, or we can get busy believing in God. We can get busy keeping our hope and our focus on Jesus. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 reads this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. You see, hope moves forward. Hope calls us to take one step, put it in front of the other. It calls us to keep moving forward. Don't stay stuck. Hope doesn't dwell on the past. The objective facts of which are inalterable. There's very few things that cannot change. One of them is the objective, inalterable facts of the past. The only thing that can change about the past is our perspective and purpose we give it. Our perspective and purpose of our past that when we are not afraid, if we have the right perspective on it, can propel us forward as we press on to possess the plan, the promises, and the priorities of God in our lives. This hope is our calling from God. This is what we have been called to, our blessed hope. That's why Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 1. It says this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep 
asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Paul is commending them for their faith and earnestly desires that their faith would produce in them an unshakable, unbreakable, immovable, rock-solid hope. That we as a community of faith would not be grounded in our present dysfunction, but be rooted and grounded that we would be tethered to the hope to which we have been called. When we hope, we sever our connection to fear. When we hope, we break off the shackles of worry. When we hope, we cling to it with both hands and we have no more time, no more capacity to fear. No more time, no more capacity for worry and for anxiety. When we cling with both hands to our hope, hope sets us free. We get busy believing. We get busy hoping. We stay focused and move forward. One foot in front of the other. Thirdly and finally, not just because of faith, because of hope, but also because of love. I've so appreciated the last four weeks of working through First John. What a tremendous book it is and so much good stuff in there. And I wanted to read a passage from chapter 4, 1 John 4, 16 through 19. It says this, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. I think this was one of the verses for our Sunday school memory verses and uh, I'm hoping that all of our kids know this one by heart. It's a good verse. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we've not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. You see, brothers and sisters, love and fear are opposites. They are diametrically opposed to one another. To be unafraid, to put away fear, means to put our trust in his great love for us. They're opposites. Romans 8, 38, 39 reads this, I am convinced, Paul was convinced, that nothing, no thing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears 
for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Nothing, church, nothing can separate you from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate you, will never be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Someone shout an amen, all caps in the chat right now. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that. Amen. Faith is trust in God. More specifically, it is trust in his love. Paul was convinced. Paul had faith. He came to a place where he understood that not even his own fears, not even his own worries could keep the love of God away, could keep him from God's perfect love. Here are the words of the song, Reckless Love. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found. It leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. My prayer this morning is that you would know this love and that this love would be perfected in your heart, would dispel and evaporate every ounce of fear, every moment of worry and anxiety would just be evacuated from your heart and mind this morning. David knew this love. By the Spirit of God, David wrote, Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You have been listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including events, ministries, and service time, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast store, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.